Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody out there listening to this real Project Restart. This is the real Project Restart. Don't worry about any of that guff about the Premier League. This is the real Project Restart. It's uh, the Gunners Town podcast, used to be Gunners Town Radio. Uh, my name is Chris Howard, aka the Suburban Gooner, uh, and this is a new format that we're bringing to you live and excuse- exclusive. New podcast. <laughs> live and inexcusable. Live and inexcusable, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> This is a, a quick intro for you guys listening to us for the first time. Now, what we're trying to do, uh, if you know about us, we've uh, previously been on a certain uh, radio station that shall remain nameless. Uh, what we're trying to do is bring to you wonderful people um, a short form Arsenal podcast. So there's a lot of Arsenal podcasts out there. We know that. Um, but what, what we'll do and what I will personally do, I'll make you a deal, listener or watcher. Uh, that is that. We're going to always try and keep this as short and punchy as possible. So what we're aiming for, and Dave and Charlie and myself and the rest of the lads at Gunnerstown have talked about, is a quick 30-minute podcast. So I'm literally going to make a uh, timer, and then we're going to keep ourselves time so we can keep on to time, and we're going to go through every single week. We're going to go through different formats, talk about the games, talk about transfers, general thoughts about players, all of the same sort of stuff that you've seen from us before. But the promise that we're making to you is that we're going to do this in 30 minutes. Now, I'm conscious of the fact that I've already talked for a minute or two, so I'm not starting it <laughs> yet because this is the first podcast. So um, these are the introductions. This is the this is the first thing. So and I think the reason why we wanted to do this, and Dave and I have chatted about this quite a lot, is that out there land or listener land, but personally, when I do more than 30 minutes on the podcast, I tend to start being a bit like it's going on a bit now. So what we wanted to do is a quick podcast, like I've said, keep it short, keep it sweet. You know, you can go out and do a run, listen to this if you want to. You can listen to this in your spare time if you over your lunch break, just something nice and small and punchy. So <clears throat> let's do this. First podcast, starting the timer, 30 minutes. Let's introduce our guest first and foremost. And for the first of our new podcasts, joining me on the new format is the wonderful, the wise, the worldly Charlie East, a.k.a. How are you doing, you wonderful god of a man? Are you all right? I'm very well, mate. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been weird last couple of months, not going to lie. Um, yeah. everyone's safe and well, my end, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to having the Arsenal back. I really, really am. I cannot wait. I think we all are. I think we all are. And joining him, joining him. The, the awesome, the amazing, next on our roster, it's the man himself, king of dad jokes, Mr. Prawn Sandwich, <laughs> Dave Seeger, also known as Guna Dave 66 Dave, how are you doing? You heavenly bit of human flesh. Oh, I, I am very well. Much much better for seeing you two, obviously. What right. else can I say? What else can I say? Great to be All back right. chatting to you. Well, now that we've um, now that we've patted each other on the back for seeing each other for the first time in ages, let's talk football, shall we? But before we talk football, just a quick one minute. What have you been doing during your lockdown? Uh, Dave, go first. Um, well, I'm trying to film a day's work. It's it's not easy. So I've been doing a bit of other stuff. For my sins, I started writing for The Sun. So I've got a weekly column in The Sun, which is the Arsenal fans column. So a bit of that, bit of doing out the house, bit of DIY because we've decided to sell, which we've now done. So we've sold our house and we're moving soon. So it's been it's been relatively busy in different ways. Um, but I'm missing my football, obviously. Yeah, we all are. Charlie, well, what's been just lost our scouts followers. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, Love Sport never had them anyway, to be fair. No, exactly. <laughs> no free advertising on any agents. No free advertising on any Charlie, what have you been up to during lockdown? 
I'm totally honest with you, mate. I haven't, nothing's changed to me. We've still worked every day, day in, day out at Cholton. We've taken over, um, we've actually done a lot of the community stuff. So we've we've done everyone's medicines and pharmacy deliveries for those who can't leave the home. So I've actually had extended hours yeah. and working nonstop, to be fair, mate. So I've been very, very busy. That's yeah. really good. That is Man. really good, to be fair. You're a nice guy. I'm a nice that... guy, really. I don't give the impression I'm a nice fella. Do you know what, though? It's important that clubs like we talk about Arsenal. It's a big club, global club. But actually, you know, a lot of these smaller business businesses, a lot of these smaller football clubs have needed the local communities to band around them. And so it's really nice to hear that sort of well, stuff. Well, I think we've dealt with over 17,000 people in Borough of Greenwich. So um, without playing our own trumpet, we've done some remarkable work over the last couple of months. Well, to be fair, That's Arsenal the community have done sterling work in, uh, in yeah. our as well, so I think all football, all football, football clubs, they've got a responsibility. No I think. question, yeah, brilliant, definitely, definitely. But we're not here to talk about lockdown, we are here to talk about Arsenal. Let's start Project Restart, the, the other Project Restart, you know, um, the one which sees us watching football games from our televisions with absolutely nobody watching, uh, in the stands, but we can get piped in sound by the red button, so don't know how that's going to work. But can I get some general impressions, Charlie? I'll start with you. Give me some general impressions for Project Restart in terms of, let's take the Arsenal, let, let's look at it through the Arsenal lens. So, you know, what does it mean for us in terms of the fixtures? Where do you think, how far do you think we can go? Do you, give me a general flavour of it from your from your view. Well, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm, like everyone else, I'm really excited about having football back. I think in an Arsenal sense, I think playing Man City behind closed doors in their first game back gives us a better chance now. And it's given us time to get a few players a bit fitter, like your Tierney's. You, you, you're getting sort of maybe Cedric's. Sort of, he hasn't featured any friendlies yet, but he, he's, he's training every day. He's in the mix. Torreira's a little bit closer. Probably, probably won't see him this season, but he's bit. And it just gives the players a little bit of a rest as well. Like we, we've had a lot of games, had a lot of fixtures. Nice bit of time. Hopefully, they all come back raring to go, fresh. I mean, I've seen things on the news and that stats-wise, fitness-wise, they do them trackers and stuff like that. We've had like four of the four of the top players in the whole league out of top 10. So I'm hoping yeah. we come back fit, raring to go regarding the fixtures. Obviously the fixtures are not changed. I'm really glad they've kept the FA Cup. It gives us something to play for a little bit of excitement. And once again, going to Bramwell Lane without the fans is a big bonus for us, I think. Do you know what I mean? Rather than that being on like, it was supposed to be on a Monday night under the floodlights and then, or no, Sunday it wasn't it. But, but anyway, with Sheffield United, you know how, Good, the atmosphere is there. So I'm hoping I'm, we're all going to look at it in a positive light. Yet, see, we lose four 0 to Man City first game back. We'll be like, oh, why did we call the season off? But we're having football back, and I'm over the moon about it. I really am. And even with what you said about with the crowd noise and stuff like that, I've been watching the German football. I watched the first couple of weeks, and it was quite surreal. But the last two weeks, I've watched it where they had the, the crowd noises a thousand times better. I, I, it worked really, really, really? well. Yeah, it did look good. It worked well. And I even had it when you had a chance. It got louder and stuff like that. A referee made a dodgy decision. They booed. It was it was quite impressive. Mm. Dave, are you going to uh, listen to it with the sound on or off? And what's your view on Project Reset? You know what? I hadn't given it any thought at all. And obviously, based on what Charlie said, because I trust his opinion, I probably will now. Um, but I think, you know, forgetting the, the viewer experience for a second, I think Charlie touched on it on the FA Cup. I mean, I wrote an article last week, I think, and I was obviously ridiculed for it. I suggested that we will we will finish the season unbeaten. I predicted three draws and seven wins out of our last 10 games. And there's two reasons for that. Firstly, I think everyone's forgetting we're unbeaten since this year. 
We haven't yeah. lost a single game under Arteta in 2020. So why are we suddenly going to start losing games? No reason why we should. We're fitter. We've got players coming back. We've had more time to work on things. You know, so we should be stronger. But also, I think the fact that, as Charlie touched on, the fact that there's no home advantage or away advantage will play into our hands. I think the better teams will do better without. You know, we we've got a lot of. I mean, Wolves away, for example, as well as Man City away. You know, I would have banked on us losing at Wolves behind that massive crowd towards the end of the season when both teams are going for maybe a UEFA place or even a Champions League place. Now, there's no advantage to Wolves. So I think the better team, Tottenham away, Man City away, Wolves, three massive away games where we we would have been at a disadvantage. I now think it's a level playing field. It's just a case of who's the best team on the day. And I think that will give us an edge. Yeah, I mean, there's been some people that have been talking about Man City having nothing to play for. I'm not 100% on that for our first game, but certainly by the time we play Liverpool, they'll have nothing to play for. So I think you're right. And let's be honest, we are absolutely toilet away from home. So the idea that we've got that we've got we've got to go to to Tottenham or you know we've got to go to Man City when it's a silent stadium, we might actually for the first time in God knows how long be able to get some away points. You never know. No, I agree. I agree. No, I totally agree as well. And I, I, and. As I said, I think we've got quite a lot to play for this season, which is quite nice. Obviously, we go and beat Man City that first game. It opens it up such a, it opens it up so much. And then if obviously it gets confirmed, City might get their Euro, Euro, um, European ban, or maybe even reduced to one year. Fifth spot's up for grabs, and we are well capable of getting that at the moment. I do agree. I think the break would have helped out mm. teams like United and Tottenham as well, though with, yeah. with injuries. So it's a bit of a level playing field. But no, I think I think. Going to play City away, first game, they've not got much to play for. They haven't, really. I mean, the season's dead for them. Right? And they'd have been happy for the season just to go flat and gone. So, we've got a little bit. Arteta's got something to prove. He knows the players there very well. So, I'm hoping we go up there and get a positive result. It would really, really sort of be a turn up for the books and open the eyes up for everyone, and including the people behind us. Yeah, I think also, I think some people are forgetting that, I mean, barring one of the teams above us, We've actually played one game less than most of the teams above us. So we win that game in hand. We're only two points behind Man United in fifth. Yeah, and exactly. fifth, fifth place, as Charlie says, is very likely to be a Champions League berth. So, you know, I, I think the 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 cautious Arsenal fan will have written this season off as far as Champions League football is concerned. I says, as Charlie says, if we don't lose at Man City and then we, you know, we start winning, then who knows? We've got some very, very, very winnable games in a row. Yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. So we've got uh, Man City is the first game. We then go away to Brighton on the Saturday. We're then away at Southampton, I think, is the next game. And then we're at home. Was it to Norwich, Norwich I believe? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're looking at that Man City game. It feels to me like a free hit. Like I've already, in my mind, sort of compartmentalised it as we're probably going to lose that because, let's face it, they're a better team than us. Yeah. Uh, regardless of where they are or where we are, we know that they're a better team than us. You know, the result, the game at the Emirates earlier in the season was an absolute disgrace yeah. of a performance. Yeah, but that wasn't with Arteta. Arteta um, so, knows more about Man City than anyone. True. But I Emory, think true. I do agree with Chris a bit where I'm not, you wouldn't be shocked if we get beat against Man City. If we won, you would be shocked and surprised. If we can go, if we get beat, and it's 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 a respectable defeat. Don't get Wallop 3-4-0 that we have in the past, things like that, or go 1-0 down in the first minute. If we can, Even if it's a defeat where it's respectable, you can still build on that. Because as you said, City are a better side than us. They should be beating us. They should do. With the players they got, 11 be 11 man for man, they're better than us. I know that. They're, they're, anyone can see that. But... Yeah. 
we should go there with a bit of hope and just I mean, try and get something. I think also but you can take the view that well, eight eight wins and two losses gets you more point than seven draws and, and sorry, you know, exactly. seven, three no, draws. No, right. no, exactly. However, it's it's just this momentum we have. You know, it, it it the break came at a bad time for Arsenal. You know, we were unbeaten. And okay, there were a few draws, but the last three games Without necessarily playing brilliantly, we won three in a row. And they were tough. Everton's a tough game. West Ham's not always easy for us. So we won three in a row. So we had momentum and willing momentum. It's just a case, if we can pick that up with with a point at City, then, you know, I think it's possible. We have to try and play for fifth, surely. I mean, it's all, it's all up for grabs. Oh, no, I, I totally yeah. agree. I think, we, I think we will go for it. And, and I mean, I think... And also, you've got, to think, you've got to start thinking next season now as well. I'll play the players that are going to be here next season. If, if if Arteta's got ideas of people who want to move on, there's no point really playing them. And I all, I know recently, mm. I know we're not touching on transfers at the minute, but all the, when I see a couple of weeks ago about David Luiz, I mean, I think it's vital we keep him at the minute because under Arteta, he's been arguably our best player. He's such a leader mm. in that team. He's got that sort of authority in there. Having him there, he, he's key. And hopefully with Saliba coming in next season, I mean, the future's bright. The kids we've got at the minute are looking really, really good, positive. Mm. So on, the, on that well, note, I'll tell you what. On that, sorry, Chris. On that note, interestingly, I sort of agree. But without Torreira, Sabias was really looking quite good um, alongside Shaka in those runs, yeah. in that run of unbeaten games. And he just seemed to find his position. He found his form. He was fully fit. And if we're not going to sign him, which I don't think we will, are you oh. saying you wouldn't play him then? I would say I would play him because I think he's our best midfielder. He's better than Guendouzi and he's better than Willem. Yeah, it's a tough it one. Was- isn't it? He wasn't one who was in my head. I'm thinking of really. You know, I'm thinking about Mustafi. Something's never changed. Do you know what I mean? But no, but, but no, I do tend to agree with Torreira out. Tobias has got to play there. And, and as you said, I, I generally, with the finances at the minute, I don't think there's a hope in hell we're going to sign him. Because no. yeah. there might be another loan move. We might get another year's loan. We don't know. We might, because yeah. Real Madrid, no, I think the transfer market is going to be very odd this summer. I don't think. Oh. Teams yeah. like Chelsea yeah. and City are going to take advantage of it. They're going to sign all these players. Well, and, done well, gonna... Chelsea have made two, uh, you know, two, up, great, two signings. great signings. Yeah. And if they get that Kai Havertz yeah. and all, he is, he is really good. If they can Very good player. Very good player. But, so yeah. we need... I mean... but, on, but the other side of it, has Danny Ceballos done enough for us that you would be disappointed if we didn't sign him? No, no, no. I'm not no, saying that. I'm just saying I would play him to the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean... I think this, the whole 10 games that we've got, for me, is an exciting opportunity to almost treat it like an extended pre-season. And like I said earlier, the rotation opportunities are quite big. So what I'm expecting for the next 10 games is actually to see quite a bit of rotation. I think Arteta will rotate quite a lot because of the squeezing of those games in such a short period of time. You've got players like Reese Nelson, who I don't think Reese Nelson will start against uh, Manchester City, but I do wonder if he'll start against Brighton. You know, that that might be an option. Um, You've got people like Maitland-Niles, who supposedly, you know, we all thought that he was out the door you know in February but he's played in the in the game against uh, Charlton the the victory against Charlton and I think by all accounts he, he supposedly played through the center of the park so perhaps Arteta's even thought you know what I'll take a look at him and he's got the, that license now doesn't he he's got that ability to say well do you know what I'm going to try a few things because even though we're going for this stuff you know I I think that he's got a little bit of leeway so yeah, so let's talk Man yeah. City yeah, Let's he, won't want, he, he won't want to play Tierney week in, week out, twice a week, straight away, will he? 
That, so there's yeah. an obvious rotation with Kalazinak, Saka and Tierney. And probably not necessarily weakening the side that much. Just gives what? you... It depends on whether you want to be more defensive or more attacking on the left, doesn't it? One thing I do want to add, Chris, mm. before we talk about as well, about talking about players and rotation. I Obviously, I work for Charlton, and I, I, yesterday the, the, the first team were at the training ground and they, uh, the stadium, and they done like an in-house game. So afterwards, I was speaking to a couple of the coaching staff there, and um, I won't say who, but I was talking to a couple of players, and I said, oh, who impressed you on Saturday? I was keen to know who, who, who stood out for you. And both people I spoke to said they couldn't, they, they wasn't, they were shocked at how good Nketiah was. His movement and everything. They said he was excellent. The way he moved, he just his movement and everything. And then that, and and he, the guy I was a big Arsenal fan. He said he went, I'm excited about him. So mm. that'd be a that's a good thing to keep an eye on. That's an interesting one, actually. We'll move on to Man City in a second. But on Enketier, I would happily admit that I've not been convinced in the slightest. Um, but when Arteta kept him in January, I thought, that's an interesting move. That's a very interesting move. And then when he started him as well, he's, I think he started him against Newcastle and he, I think he hit the post or the bar or something like that. But he, he played OK, but he didn't quite finish his dinner, so to speak. But then he scored a goal against Everton in that in that game. And, you know, that stuff is that stuff's really big for a player in that position, a striker in that position. So I think he's going to get chances, whether or not he Arteta rotates with Lacazette and Aubameyang through the centre. Yeah. I personally would like to see that because I'd like to see more of Martinelli and Saka on that left, left wing position. But, um, but we'll see. So talk to me, um, Dave, talk to me about the Man City game and your preferred starting 11. Now let's make the assumption that Arteta goes full strength. I'd imagine, wouldn't he? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think. Well, I still think he'll play. Um, I still think he'll play four. I, he might play four three three against Man City, but I think Tierney will start and Bellerin will start, and I think it will be. I think it will be Marion Louise would be my guess um, as the the central defensive partnership. He obviously likes Mary a lot. He started in the last couple of games. You know, he, he's there's a lot of noises that he's going to stay. He obviously chased him. So I think if Mary's Fit. I think Mary will start on the left and David Luiz will move to the right. That would be my guess. I think he'll play Sobias and Shaka, and I think he'll play Pepe and Aubameyang. The only question then is whether it's 4-2-3-1, in which case Ozil plays and Aubameyang on the left and probably Lacazette up front, or whether he goes to pack the midfield because it's Man City and brings in an extra midfield player, in which case I guess Gwendouzi will play and it will and, and Ozil will miss out. But I think that's the... Yeah, I think that's the only question mark is whether he, you know, he plays a more advanced player in Ozil or whether he Brings a third central midfield player. That would be my. I think. Summation. I think he'll play Mustafi and Louise. I think. I think he'll play Mustafi. And Louise. I think Mustafi's played virtually every game for Arteta recently. Really. Well, he uh, didn't at the end. He was dropped for Mary for the last two games. That's why I'm assuming he'll carry on with Mary. That's that's. My that was if they cut if they cut the Portsmouth one, wasn't it? No, no. The and last two league games Mary played. I think one no. of them. One of them was the last league game Mary played. I think. Uh, I think Tierney are coming. Obviously, I think he started both friendlies as well. And he's he's fully fit, so I reckon he'd come in straight away at left back. Um, I tend to agree with he might pack out the midfield and Ozil might miss out. But I think he'll play a Bamian Lacazette Pepe as a front three. I think yeah. I think that'll, that'll definitely be That's an interesting one. So I tell you I'll tell you what mine is. I think Sack will Leno. miss out as well. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and well, no, actually, I'll tell you what my preferred is, although I'm not sure whether or not it'll be what Arteta goes with. So obviously Leno in goal, Bella in Mustafi, Cage the Rage, Charlie, Cage the Rage, Mustafi, uh, Louise, uh, Tierney, as you said. I'd hit I'd hit Torreira and Jacker. Uh, Torreira's as the, fit. As the, 
Is he not fully fit? I thought he was fully fit because he's he's been sort of in training. I thought he's been back in training. Right. Well, in that case, you've got to probably drop in someone like Ceballos. So originally I was thinking Torreira because I'd seen some pictures. I thought I'd seen some pictures of him training. So that's training. He was was already ruled out for the Copa America that's supposed to be this summer. He's definitely definitely not back. He probably won't see him this season. All right. Okay. Well, that throws that out the water then because what I was trying to think of, I was trying to put in a, if I was thinking about my forward line, Aubameyang up top, Pepe, Ceballos and Saka as the three behind. And the reason why I thought that is the one thing that I like about Ceballos is he's very quick. He's really quick to move the ball from, he wants, he wants to get the ball, he wants to recycle it, he wants to push forward. And what I think we need is a team that moves from back to front in transition very quickly. Because if we've got pace in transition, you've got Man City at home trying to, you know, uh, put the pressure on us by pushing bodies forward. If we've got some rapid players like Pepe and and Saka and you've got Sabayas who wants to move it quickly to Aubameyang, then we could catch them out cold with a bloody nose. That's just my my theory. But I don't know who he would then. I mean, I don't really think Xhaka and Gonzuzi is just an absolute car crash yeah, um, sitting in front of the back four. So I don't really know who I'd go for. And maybe, maybe if Maitland-Niles is no picked his game up maybe and you know he's shown Arteta that he's got a bit of interest and he's going to put the effort in maybe Arteta says mate is it is it a Xhaka and, and Maitland-Niles we have to accept that Ozil started every game under Arteta yeah I th- Ozil's gonna play Ozil's gonna play. Uh, so it's a it's not a case of Ozil doesn't play if he doesn't play 4-2-3-1 but if he sticks with 4-2-3-1 Ozil plays not Tobias in that role definitely yeah I agree mm. He'll play are we ruling out Shaka. are we ruling out a back five then Completely. Yeah, I would. I think that plays into City's hands. That I think. I think we. Uh, if we. If we. If we sit back and try and catch him on the counter, like I think. I, I think we're, we're lambs for the slaughters, really. I don't think we're good enough defensive enough to deal with that. Can soaking yeah. up pressure, Man City. I, 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 and it's that we've never done. We've, we've not done for such a long time. I can't see him coming back with that. And especially the two friendlies he had. He's played a back four. He's kept the back yeah. four. I, I can't see. I can't see that. To be fair. You wouldn't change it, would you? If you've if you've gone back four in the normally the pre-season friendlies, and let's face it, that's what these are. We're now in this mini pre-season. They normally are an indication as to what the manager's looking to do. Um, and the only reason why I just mention it is because we do have seventy-four centre backs at the club. So you know, <laughs> there's going to have to be some movement, isn't there? There's going to have to be some movement at those centre backs, and that's actually getting me onto one of the other points I wanted to talk about, which I think we'll probably spend a bit of time on, which is incoming. I'm going to let my dog out in the garden. <laughs> you go and let the dog out. I'm going to ask Charlie about centre-halves that you think realistically will stay, that we'll get any money for or anything like that. I think that, obviously, I think Louise will be kept. We've got Saliba coming in. I wouldn't be surprised if Socrates goes, because I don't think we can offer him first-team football. And the age he is, he's going to want to be playing. Because uh, he can't be a bit part. Um, Mustafi would probably be the one that you would let go and you might get some money for. And Arsenal might do that. So, fair money to keep Mari. You've got Louise, got Saliba coming in. Chambers is injured, so you can't get rid of him at the minute. So, he'd be staying. I wouldn't be surprised then if it's maybe even Socrates and Holding or Mustafi. Two or three of them would go, I think. Do you think we get any money for them, though? I mean, you, I know you said that maybe you get a little bit for Mustafi, yeah, but, I think, I might, but yeah, you're not going to get anything get, from Sagrades, are you? And maybe he's holding alone. You probably get the eight ten million from Mustafi in this market. So Gratis, you might you might get. I know you might get five mil, six seven mil. Um, I'm looking at other incoming players. We could probably get some money for. I think Kalazanac is someone could be. He's on under ten grand a week. We signed him on a free. 
he could be someone that we could get some sort of maybe 12, 15 million for. Mkhitaryan. I, I think he's definitely going. Yeah. Mkhitaryan is another one. We obviously, we, he's still our player. I've seen us linked a little bit with doing a swap deal for Justin Cliver, which I'd be absolutely over the moon with, to be honest with you. I, I think that'd be a good deal if we could do that. Kudouzi's um, got a value on him. And I, lot, yeah. I've heard, I've, I've heard, I think... I don't know if Arteta is his biggest fan at Jimmy as a person. I think a bit like Jermaine. And so, um, I don't know. I, I, I think that the club... Are we getting that sort of money for them, though? I mean, Dave, what do you think? Are we getting... Oh, I don't, I don't agree. Don't, I don't agree with Charlie. In the current COVID climate. I don't agree with Charlie on Louis. I don't... That stuff wouldn't be in the press. There's no smoke without fire. If it's true that he, he actually didn't have a two-year contract and he's only got a one-year contract and it's a case of he has to be extended on the wages he's on and the state that asked him financially that's a massive decision to extend for a year on sort of the big wages so i think that's debatable still he's agreed to take a pay cut though isn't he i don't know but i mean you know i just i just think it's odd that he's so badly wanted marry and louise has always played on the left uh, he's not left-footed, but he's always played on the left for Chelsea, for Brazil, you know, and he's bought a player in that he obviously wants who is left-footed and Saliba is right-footed. So I can't see, I would say the same argument for Luis, not wanting to be there if he's not a regular starter, as you have you as you just said for Sagredis. I I don't know, but I do agree that two, two should leave. Uh, and Chambers, I think, is in full training. So I'm not saying, I think he is sellable. I didn't think he would be. I think he is sellable given that we've got a much later summer. I don't know when the window's going to open, but, yeah. you know, he could well be fit enough to pass a medical, say, by August, couldn't he? So Chambers would still get, in English terms, both either Chambers or Holding would bring in good money because they're English and because of that factor. I, I don't particularly want either of them to go, but I think one of them would be the one that would get the most money mm. in the transfer market. Yeah, see, my concern is just that we haven't got any money and we're a big club all right we know that we know some of the issues surrounding arsenal but there are lots of other teams so you're not going to sell the likes of chambers or holding to bigger clubs are there there's not clubs that are going to bang down our doors so then you're talking about the likes of the bournemouths or the west hams or things like that and those clubs if we don't have any money and those clubs don't have any benefactors that are going to drop big cash on them but i can't i can't yeah but i can't see them dropping you know the 10 millions or the even the, the 15 millions or anything like that. I mean, I've got a feeling that this summer's going to be, like you said, Charlie, a very odd one because we're going to end up with silly sort of offers of, yeah, hey, we'll give you a million quid for Chambers or something. I, I, I genuinely feel it'll be silly things like that. Low we might even see a lot of swaps. I mean, there's been a lot of talk of it, but I think we will see some swap deals, you know, maybe swaps with a little bit of cash, you know. Yeah. All right. Charlie. Yeah. Gut feel on someone like Ryan Frazier. I'm just going to start throwing names at you. Yeah, guys, no, I'll, I'll, I'll think... The free transfer market that's out there at the minute, I see all the list of players that are available, and there's two I said that I would have, and the Ruan Fraser's one and Williams one. I think yeah. I think we need some more when we're signing players, which Liverpool does really well, they sign players who know the Premier League, they know the league. They and, and I think that's a big thing. You know I mean even with Pepe, we paid X amount of money for Pepe, he's coming, he's done all right. But it took him time to get the ground running because the Premier League's so different to what he knows. And I think someone like Ryan Fraser. He's going to come into Arsenal. He's not going to be demanding start every week because he's going to the, he's going from there to there. He can come in and he can be a good squad player. And and all teams need. I don't I don't care what anyone says. And I've seen people turn their nose up at Ryan Fraser. But the current climate we're in, a good, experienced Premiership squad player, 
for all right, the wages, I don't know what his wages would be on. I think it's a no-brainer, personally. I, mean, I, would agree, I agree with you last summer. I just his, his form's been so average this season, whether it's because his mind's gone. But I, last summer, I was all for it when we were going to spend money on him. But this season, he's just been... He's been virtually non-existent. He's not even been a regular starter. So he's had a lot of bags with the ball mm. over his contracts and stuff, and he's running it down because he's one of them players now. So he's not going to play again now, isn't he? So he's not playing. Yeah, it's, just, it's just um, I, last summer I could since last summer Saka and Martinelli have both emerged playing on the oh, left. I agree. I agree with that. So to to bring in an, a you know a third, fourth if you think of Tierney and Klazenak as wing backs, you know we've got a lot of left-sided players all of a sudden who liked well. Not necessarily left-sided, but players who want to play on the left, whether they're left-footed or not. So to bring in another one just seems odd. Willian, however, who predominantly likes to play on the right, makes, makes far more sense to me. You know. That is a possibility. It's also positions, like you said, it's positions that, you know, we've got plenty of wingers. I'm looking at players like in the centre of that park, for example, and Thomas Partey is the I'll one that's been talked about quite a lot. He's the player we are going all out for, and that's we need him. We have not had that sort of big, physical, combative centre midfielder since Patrick Vieira Gilberto. We've never replaced those two. You go through the whole midfield of Arsenal, we've never replaced that style of player. He's six foot three, he's big, he's powerful, he's strong, he can play football, he wins balls in the air. He is exactly what this team is crying out for. I think that's very disrespectful to Mohamed Elneny, who's still at the club. (laughs) (laughs) Or to Nielsen. I think... I think he's a player we are going all out for. I think you could eventually maybe even see a Lacazette swap deal for him if they can't get the, the, the deal, the, the the finances right. I think Arsenal are all over it. And for me, I think he would be the perfect signing. And we... No doubt the player wants to come to Arsenal, which yeah. is nice. You know, yeah. because we're not, we're not guaranteeing him Champions League football, which he's had, but he seems to want to come to Arsenal. And you can't you can't place a premium on the, a player who wants to play for your club. We you um, we were in talks with actually like in January last year as well when the Xhaka stuff was all going, looked like he was going. We was already talking to him then, and he wanted to come then. So See, that's I, an interesting one. But for me, I think I'm, as you said, Charlie, I think as you said, Charlie. The Lacazette situation and actually the striker situation might inform that because you've got we've got Aubameyang, haven't we? And every single blogger, podcaster, news outlet, they've all talked about Aubameyang and we're all getting sick of this new contract stuff. But do we basically have to, to get Thomas Partey in, do we basically have to get Ober signed up to a new deal and then not give them a little sweetener of Lacazette and then say, Eddie and Ketty are your number two? I, I personally, I personally... I think Aubameyang will sign an extension if he hasn't already. But even if he doesn't, we won't let him go. And he yeah, was, he's, not, he's not going to ask to go. So I looked at it in quite a lot of detail in an article. I mean, if he was, if it reportedly he wants to go from 180 to 300 grand if he, to sign a big extension, there's 6 million. They're only talking about 25, 30 million because of his age to sell him. You know, how much do you get for getting in the Champions League with his goals next season? Exactly. It's one of those situations where it's not a Van Persie, it's not a Ramsey. This is actually... We can actually get back in the Champions League if he stays at the club. And the other key factor here is he's nearly 31. Lacassette's two and a half years younger. Lacassette will still command, even though he's not as good as Aubameyang, he'll command as big a fee. Which would you rather sell? There's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. No, no, I, I agree with that, David. And with Aubameyang as well, which ultimately with, with, with Van Persie and people and Sanchez, people like that, they were they were, they were were pushing for the move. Aubameyang's not. 
That, no, that's, that's the main thing. He loves the club. He loves it here. The adulation he gets from the fans here is... He ain't going to get that anywhere else he goes. And exactly what Dave just said, in this market nowadays, you might get, for his age, you might get 20, 25 mil tops. Tops. And mm. who's going to sign to replace him for that? You're not. And and that some person's going to still get the goals he gets. I think if worse comes to the worst, if he doesn't sign the deal, which I hope he has, which Dave has said, I think they'll still keep him and just say to him, you know what, you, you, we're going to keep you. We're not going to sell you. If if it comes to January and we're nowhere near it, you can go on a free. But if yeah. it looks like we are pushing for the Champions League, then yet yeah, they sign a year extension and then see what happens. Because he doesn't want to leave. He wants to play Champions League football. So the only reason he wants to go. And I can understand that. 31-year-old, wants to play there again. It's the top level of football. We'll totally get that. And no one begrudges him that. But if no. Arsenal Football Club let him go, it'd be a huge mistake. But also, who who would you honestly? I don't dislike Tom uh, Lacassette at all. No. Lovely, love, lovely guy. But I don't. Not that I've met him. But um, I. Who would you rather Inketia and Martinelli were training with and learning from as well? Most certainly. You know, Most so certainly. That, they are they are exciting young players, and one of those two players, not both necessarily. One of those two is going to make it at Arsenal. We know that. I'm sure they're both good enough. I think Martinelli. The fact that big clubs in Europe are sniffing around him now—that's that's not for no reason at all. No. He's he's a he's a potentially yeah. generational talent. So we've yep. got we've, we've got that we've certainly got that in our books. We've certainly got that in our books. And I tell you what, Dad, the Dad, Dave, Dave, Dad. No, you respect. Uh, that is a good segue. Honestly. That is a, that is a great segue to just finish up today because that is our thirty minutes on the nose. Lads, it's been really, really great chatting to you. We're going to do this every week. Uh, there's going to be a roster of us. So you won't see the same three every week. We're going to try and mix it up. We'll get a different person on here every week. But we will give you that promise. It'll be 30 minutes. So we will do intros, 30 minutes. And then when that timer goes, that's it. Us done for today. But hopefully you've enjoyed this. We've certainly enjoyed it. Dave, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Charlie, as always, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time. No, you don't.